Good morning. It is good to uh, be together here this morning. It is good to uh, be blessed by Awana and the life that kids bring. Uh, A few of us were talking about that briefly already this morning. Uh, The noise and the excitement and the enthusiasm somehow brings purpose and meaning and life to those of us who have a few extra gray hair already and uh, maybe contrary to what we wish. But the enthusiasm of kids, fantastic. Thank you kids for singing for us and for sharing your verses with us and blessings on you leaders and especially on you Vicky as you continue to lead the Awana program. So if I'm the kind of person that is even just uh, a little bit involved in social media, then I am aware that uh, you were in Hawaii this last week and that uh, you won your volleyball game this last week, and that you went to the keg uh, this last week on Wednesday night, uh, and that you covered 4,000 acres of anhydrous uh, this last week, uh, and that you've got extremely smooth skin and perfectly white teeth as soon as that product is going to kick in that's guaranteed to do that for you, Um, and that you were at the best church service ever last weekend, um, and that you had a baby this past week, Uh, And that you cooked an amazing meal for your husband and your family this last week. Uh, And that you had company over this last week one day and that you had an amazing time sitting around the pool. That was fantastic. And and that your child is just plain adorable and cute all the time. And, and, And on and on and on. And then I look at my life. And I compare all that you guys are doing with my boring, mundane life. And then I think of all the things that I would like to be doing but don't seem to have time or money for and all the opportunities that the world is telling me that I have and the fact that apparently I can do whatever I want to do if only I set my mind to it. And I look at myself and I... I don't see that happening. And suddenly I find myself slipping into fear. A fear that begins to cripple me. And then gain control of my life and the way that I think. Some recent studies have revealed that there are a few new fears crippling our North American society. And while I'm not so convinced that they are actually brand new fears, But they have no doubt been accelerated or magnified in more recent years and at least in part due to the onslaught of social media in our culture. So, between now and the end of November, we're going to have a few different visiting speakers. But, uh, Jesse and Mike and I each get to preach once. And we've decided that we will each address one of these modern day social media induced, well maybe I should rather say social media magnified fears that have been identified by some recent studies. You may already be aware of this, but when it comes to the Bible, there is no more frequently spoken command uh, of Jesus than the command, I think we can call it that, do not be afraid. 
Uh, not just by Jesus in the New Testament, but actually it's spread out all over the Old Testament also. Uh, time and time again when the odds were really, really, really stacked against the people of God in the Old Testament, uh, God keeps telling the people through their leaders, uh, do not be afraid. Here's just one example, First Chronicles 22, 13. Uh, then you will have success if you are careful to observe the decrees and laws that the Lord gave to Moses for Israel be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or discouraged. And all over the New Testament, in fact, it starts right away as you enter the New Testament. Um, there are four different visits by an angel in the first few chapters uh, surrounding the Christmas story. Each one of those angel visits kind of begins with the words, the angel speaking to whoever they're visiting, uh, do not be afraid. Do not be afraid. And then when Jesus comes and Jesus begins to preach and to teach, uh, over and over and over you're going to see those words. John 14, 27 is one example. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. I especially like the verse in 2 Timothy 1, verse 7, where it says, God did not give us a spirit of fear but a spirit of power and of love and of a sound mind. I quote that over and over to myself when I watch the news and I am tempted, like many of you, to think that everything is going to the dogs and everything is going to be a problem and the world is coming to complete ruin and disarray and truly it does sometimes look that way and I quote this verse over and over to myself. Darren, Darren, God did not give you a spirit of fear but a spirit of power and of love and of a sound mind. Okay, we got that. What is the modern day fear that has been identified by recent studies as a very influential factor in how people in our culture at this time think and subsequently act? So the fear that I want to speak to in the next few minutes has come to be called uh, FOMO. F-O-M-O. Fear of missing out. And many of you chuckle because whether you have heard of this fear or not, it does seem like something kind of silly and immature. Almost funny, really. Ah. No, 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 my friends. Actually, this fear is anything but funny. I am going to first off call it a joy robber. And um, when we're done with that term, then I'm going to call it ungodly. Oh, easy, Darren. Easy. Sounds a little too serious. Well, follow me for the next few minutes and then you are, of course, completely entitled to make your own decisions and have your own opinions. First off, what is it? What is FOMO? What is fear of missing out? In my life, it has revealed itself in different ways. Um, I am someone that by nature finds it hard to focus on one particular person when I am in a crowd of people. 
I, I, I really, really, really am sorry about this. Uh, I continued to work hard on this, but there are times, and you have may, maybe you have been a recipient of this in a conversation with me, and if that is the case, then please, please, please forgive me. Um, when I am in a group of people and someone is speaking to me directly, I often find myself scanning uh, the room to see who else is all there and what other conversations are all going on. And I wonder if I am missing out on something exciting that's being talked about over there or something that's being mentioned over or a tidbit of new news over there someplace. And I find myself wondering if I'm, if I'm missing out on something somewhere. And in the process, I ignore or bypass what is being directly spoken to me. And if you, um, Pearl included, if you have been the recipient of this with me, then I am sorry. I really am. Uh, but it's one, it's one way of formal fear of missing out, revealing itself. And then there are times when I struggle with committing to a time and a, a, a date for something specifically, or I struggle making a decision about a course of action or a purchase because there are so many opportunities out there and I'm afraid that choosing this or committing to this means that maybe I'm going to miss out on something else. Maybe I'm going to miss out on another opportunity that might be coming my way that would, of course, be much more enjoyable or much more fun. If I buy this, then I will miss out on being able to have all those other things. And then typically somewhere in that realm of thinking about all of this, the need to compare myself with others comes up. And the conclusion almost always is that choices others make and the things that others do and the things that other people buy look so much better. And the natural conclusion is that I am missing out. FOMO, fear of missing out. Okay, you're th sitting there and thinking, so I, I, I kind of see what you mean, but why would you call that a joy robber? Or worse, more seriously than that, why would you call it uh, ungodly? Well, listen for the next few moments, and like I said, you can agree or disagree. Let me begin with uh, truth number one. Um, truth number one that I'm going to identify for this morning is uh, engage the here and now. Psalm chapter 34 verse 8 says, Taste and see. The implication is the immediate, the right now. Take in what's in front of you right now. Drink it in. Engage it. Taste it fully right here, right now. And I'm going to say fear of missing out robs you of the here and now. Sometimes, fear of missing out uh, puts on quite a godly appearance, however. Uh, I remember my niece, the one that is passionately working in humanitarian aid in Uganda. Uh, we went to see her there almost two years ago. Uh, her heart was in Uganda from when she was 19 years old and she went there for a few months to work in an orphanage. Uh, but she was committed to doing a business degree uh, at university before she would pursue whatever was out there uh, full-time. But the whole time that she was in university, she was just putting in time. Her heart was always out there. 
And every chance she gets, she is back in Uganda for a month or two. She had a couple of very good friends that were on the ground out there already, heavily involved in feeding hungry people. And they were doing what really mattered. And she was here at home doing nothing. And she just wanted to be out there. And I'm going to suggest that was a version of FOMO, fear of missing out. On the one hand, it seemed very Christian. And my brother... Her dad kept on counseling her to remember that the people in your class at university here in Winnipeg, Manitoba are actually just as important to God as the ones that your friends are feeding in Uganda. If you are here, then be here. Be all in over here. Engage the here and now. And so I guess in more ways than one, I feel like Fear of missing out prevents, prevents you from being all that God wants you to be here and now. Right where you are. Fear of missing out often means that while you are pursuing what you think you are missing out on, you are missing out on what you are presently in the middle of. You get that? That's Darren Platt, by the way. While you are pursuing what you think you are missing out on, you are missing out on what you are presently in the middle of. Take a look around you. See where God has put you right now, right where you are. He's at work in you. He's at work in the lives of the people that are next to you. He's at work in the situations and the circumstances that are, that are around you right now. Right where you are, right here. Taste and see. Fear of missing out would like you to be so consumed with what you don't have, where you are not, and who you are not, that you become useless where you are and who you are and with what you have. Truth number one, taste and see. Second truth, be content. You kind of knew this was probably coming. Be content with what you have and who you are and where you are. And you might think, well, this is exactly what we just talked about. I want to bring in just another dimension. First Timothy chapter 6, verse 6 says, But godliness with contentment is great gain. Uh, skipping over a few uh, words, we will be content with that. People who want to get rich fall into temptation. People who want more fall into temptation. I, I want to explore this just a little bit further together with you. Uh, maybe this is the ungodly part. See, we have been so trained that we can enjoy everything that we now think we can enjoy everything. That's Darren Platt again, by the way. We've been so trained to think that we can enjoy everything that we now think that we can enjoy everything. That is actually not so. Very simple scientific laws dictate that I can only actually be at one place at one time. I, truly, it's a shame, I know. Especially when there are so many places that I would like to be and so many things that I would like to be doing. Enter fear of missing out. 
Now here's my thought, my question. Does this fear come from our inner desire to be more than human? Does this fear come from our inner desire to be more than human? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know that humans are limited to only being able to be at one place at one time, experience one thing at one time, but I want more. You might want to argue with me on this. You are, of course, welcome to do that. But actually, this may well be the same problem that Adam and Eve encountered in the garden that led them to commit the first ever sin, recorded sin. Adam and Eve were not content with the limitations of being human. They were convinced that there should be a way for them to be able to experience more. They wanted to know more. They wanted to be more. They wanted to have all things revealed to them, knowing between right and wrong. They wanted more. And it was this discontent that drove them to commit the sin. And so Paul says that Godliness with contentment is great gain. Be content with being human. Be content with being able to be at one place at one time only. Be all in, in that place, for that time. I read of a very wealthy person who lamented the fact Uh, That even though he had so much more wealth than most other people in the world, yet, just like all the poor people in the world, he, with all his wealth, was still only able to occupy one space at a time. All the money in the world does not afford you the opportunity to be at two or more places at the same time. It's simply a human limitation. And I'm going to say a God-ordained limitation. And I contend that fear of missing out, or FOMO, rebels against that. That in some way FOMO happens as a result of the human inclination to want more than human, to be more like God. I encourage you to think about that. Now, having said that, let me add one more thought. Third truth that I want to share with you. Could it be that God actually did create a way for us to experience more than one thing at a time. Could it be that God created in such a way that we would never have to miss out? What am I talking about? Well, I happen to believe, at least I say that I believe, that God intended for the Christian community to be so united that we are one. We are all together the body of Christ. Check John chapter 17, Ephesians chapter 2 and chapter 3. Laugh with those who laugh, cry with those who cry. Maybe you can see where I'm going with this. Now, if that is true, if indeed you and I, if we really all are, and all the rest of God's family, if we really are all one together, then if, if you are enjoying something right now, 
or you are someplace that I am not, or you are someone that I am not, you are involved in something that I am not involved in, well, if I truly believe that we are all one, then would it not make sense that I would just as fully derive pleasure and joy out of you having and doing and being than if I would have and do and be? Because we're one. And we celebrate the joys of others. Now, I began by railing a little bit on and making a little bit of fun of social media and how that magnifies this FOMO problem. Now let me add. If in fact I can gain some traction in learning to celebrate the joys of others, then could it be that social media can actually become an incredible tool? Because you can see so much of what other people are enjoying. There is no limit to how much joy I can have if I can learn to live in and through the joys of other people. Are you with me? If I can truly celebrate your victories and what you're doing and where you're going and who you are and what you had for supper last night, and if I can live in that and gain joy out of that, there's no limit to how much joy I can experience as, as an individual. I can be all of that if I can only learn to celebrate the joys of other people rather than continuously think about myself. It's crazy, isn't it? If I could learn to be just as happy when you are in Hawaii as when I'm in Hawaii. Oh, I know, I know. No, 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 no. Don't write that off as impossible. I actually think it's possible. I I'm not there right now yet as a person. But I, I think it's possible. I think that I can learn to enjoy the whole world through all of you. And it really is social media that allows me to do that. And so post, because I'm going to be trying my best to celebrate with you. And at the same time, I want to renew my prayer that God would help me to be truly, authentically happy for the joys that all of you are experiencing in life. I think my life would be changed. I'm guessing yours too. And I think that might spell the end of FOMO's ability to discourage me and rob me of my joy. Those are a couple of my thoughts. Amen.